Hey everybody, Chris here. You may know us these days as the Personal Injury Mastermind, but you've discovered our roots when we first started as the Rankings Podcast. I'm glad you're here. Over the years and hundreds of episodes, we've expanded our reach while staying true to our mission. We help you and your firm dominate the competition with insights from some of the best in the legal industry. You may notice that these older episodes sound a bit different. That's because we also embrace change and growth. I hope you enjoy this episode from the vaults and listen to a few of our newer episodes while you're at it. Thanks for being here. Let's begin. Welcome to the Rankings Podcast, where we feature top founders, entrepreneurs, and elite personal injury attorneys and share their inspiring stories. Now, let's get started with the show. Chris Dreyer here, CEO and founder of Rankings.io, where we help elite personal injury attorneys dominate first page rankings. You're listening to the Rankings Podcast, where I feature top business owners, SEO experts, and elite personal injury attorneys. I'm excited to have Ross Hudgens on the show today. Ross is the founder and CEO of Siege Media, an SEO-focused content marketing agency. Siege Media specializes in best-in-class content using parallax animations, design, and, even an, and they even have an in-house photo studio. Their elite services have earned them an Inc. 5000 placement for the past three years. Ross, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Chris. Excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on and, and talk SEO and, and talk about link building. But to get things started, you know, how did Siege Media come about? Like, where did you get the idea to create Siege Media? Yeah, I was originally in-house at, at uh, a company that made insurance and mortgage type websites and was kind of running that as an SEO manager end to end and was blogging on the side. Uh, that kind of helped me get some clients. I knew that was going to be good for me long-term just from a personal brand standpoint, something positive would come from doing that. Got some clients and then ended up having a, uh, a boss who micromanaged me and I <laughs> decided quit and turned out my focus was always kind of on link building. We had these smaller websites. So that's kind of where my mind went. And I was blogging on, on my personal blog. That kind of started giving me some chops of like what resonates, how does this work? And it actually was perfect timing is back in the day, uh, link building was pretty sh shadier uh, in terms of like not being real marketing for companies. And you'd buy links and things like that. Uh, easy in articles, yes, yeah, spin articles. It did a lot of that. It was, <laughs> I just spin 10 articles and submit it to article directories a day is one thing. Um, and yeah, that kind of thing set the stage for a perfect transition where the world in, of SEO started to change and I was perfectly at the right point to kind of like ride that wave. And, and so we kind of have led, uh, leaned into content marketing side of SEO and kind of how Google has evolved with it. Um, that's kind of where we are today. I love that you have a, not only a focus in SEO, but you have a really an ex expertise in link building. And I really want to dive into that really deep because it's so different what you guys do compared to a lot of SEO agencies, even our, ourselves, your link building tactics are, are unique. So for those who, who don't know, what does Siege Media, what does Siege Media do? Good question. So we, the way I define it is we do any kind of content marketing that helps SEO. So SEO is definitely our focus. We help the second secondary parts of that but um, we can build top, middle, or bottom funnel content that ties to search volume. And we can also, as you mentioned, promote it. 
So we'll do a lot of email outreach with the aim of helping any of those three rank. Typically top funnel will have the ability to promote it because it's not as commercial. So we do a lot of email outreach tied to those assets. And we were, we do that through high quality content. So we have almost half of our team are content designers. We have a graphic design staff of like 30 to 40 people now. And also photographers, as you touched on, videographers, animators, pretty much anything you can think of. Um, and yeah, our process is to build links through high quality content hosted on site. And increasingly we all are doing a lot of search volume and trying to help our clients generate more links, not just build them through those top funnel assets that they can rank for. That's one of the things I really like about what you do is you'll create an asset. And after you do this outreach, it may continue to build links for, for a year, for years. And so let's take a, let's take a Chicago personal injury law firm. And let's say you were going to do a top of the funnel type of piece to, to, to try to be that link acquisition play what would be like a, an example maybe that comes to mind that you might try? Yeah, I guess it depends on what their, their offering is specifically, but I've seen in personal injury, an example would be like drunk driving statistics is you have something that ties to your service areas and maybe there's data people are trying to search for um, around those concepts that reporters and bloggers will often look for to fill in their articles. So in your, in those cases for personal injury, you'd see like motorcycle accident statistics, or uh, maybe it's just motorcycle statistics period, because you know, someone rides a motorcycle all the time. They think you could be top of mind for them. You could also get very specific with Chicago, like Chicago is probably more long tail, but hopefully very relevant. Chicago, um, I don't know. Chicago statistics or Chicago injury statistics, yeah. things like that um, are common things that have passive link opportunity. And I think could make sense for some of those law firms. Yeah, I completely agree. And especially about the statistics, I find myself wanting to include more and more statistics on every page because it gives the webmaster something to link to as opposed to just being a sales page where they don't, where nobody ever wants to link to a sales page. Let's jump back into your, your services. So I, I really want to focus that they're completely different for our, our audience that's listening. Most tactics are, Hey, let's contact a webmaster, try to guest post, contribute content to them, or let's, let's go find a directory a niche your local directory and fill out the directory submission. And to me, a lot of those things aren't, scalable and they don't really create a gap because they're easily, they're easy to replicate. My competitor can go out, go out and do those very easily. So how are your link building services different than those traditional methods? Yeah, we we're continually evolving. So we've been doing more of those top funnel assets that passively acquire links, but we, um, you're probably you're the first one I've talked to about this, but we're, we're continuing to change. And one of the things we're going to start doing more, is completely lean into the long term. So our goals is to communicate to clients, we're playing, we're gonna build you more of those drunk driving statistics posts or find what those opportunities are that can passively acquire links and play like a real long game to build them an engine of link generation versus the one-off manual outreach. Um, and a lot of people do that. And in some industries, I'm sure, in law, it is more applicable just by the nature of there being finite opportunities around those things. But there are some, there definitely are some, 
but for many of our clients or potential clients, we, we, we ran some analysis of stuff that was live 12 to 18 months, uh, at 12 to 18 months after we published it. And we, we saw just a sharp acceleration in links and the cost per link was really, really low as compared to what we were marketing it as. And we realized, hey, we should be instead communicating this whole thing as a long game because the clients get more value out of it. We shouldn't be optimizing for that one month's link totals or we're going to hurt ourselves in a long game. So we're, that's how we think about it now is like, how do we create a marketing engine for our clients? And yes, there's manual outreach through that hosted content and quality content that we're pitching, but we're kind of more and more optimizing for that long-term outcome. So you, you led me right into my next question I had, which, which was going to be about costs and time associated because with guest posting, you guest post, you get one link. Directory submission, it's one link. How, what is this engine that you're talking about? How does, how does it continue to build links over time? Yeah, so one of the things we look at is just the referring domain graph of many of the assets that are ranking for something. So for example, I was just looking at love coupons. That might not be very applicable to law firms, but <laughs> you look at the velocity graph of people ranking for that, and it's just slowly accruing ranking, rankings over time or links over time. Um, so if we identify those things, we can plug in a ton of a lot of those together and start building compounding value um, for our clients. I feel like I lost my train of thought of your original question there. Can you repeat that? You know, it's just, just thinking from a cost perspective, because okay. a lot of times you're, you gotta, you pay X labor, whether it's three or 400 bucks for one guest post and, and what you're producing may cost a lot more upfront to produce such an asset, but it just, it's just going to keep generating links over time. And, and over time it's going to be significantly more valuable. Exactly. So that, uh, thanks for reclarifying that. But, so, <laughs> What the analysis we did was we ran that and we saw, we saw many examples that of clients we've actually got in the 150 to 200 range in cost per link lifetime, effective cost per link. And we had been communicating to the clients, hey, it's gonna cost you around 800 to 750 per link because we were so focused on that month. But if you find the right topics that have that total opportunity and you think about what is this in full, uh, like an 18, 18 month reasonable view, if you think about it in that way, you're going to get much better return. And we realized that in looking at our math of like, hey, the actual outcome can be 150 to 200 um, for these. It's not every industry. Like, again, law firm, it's probably not feasible for that to happen. But in some, like we have some in um, lifestyle or, or things like that, I think it's more possible. And I do think in every industry, thinking this way is a smart one to drive down expected number that you might get. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more because the, there, there's no momentum effect from a guest post. You get a guest post, your entire energy is depleted and then you have to go to the next one where you can kind of build up this momentum, this compounding effect. So that brings me to my next question, which is, and every SEO expert's a little bit different here. So what do you feel are the components of a good backlink? Uh, this is another reason, not to beat it into the floor, but another reason I love the passive strategy is it's organic. Like by nature, you're not controlling it. So if you have control over a guest post, you are at some risk of like, is this actually what Google wants? The passive strategy, I think without a doubt, is 
you have no fear of Google ever looking at that and um, penalizing you for something that people naturally link to you over time. So natural is a component. Um, high authority is definitely a good component, but the way we've trained our team is look at the quality of the website rather than an arbitrary domain authority metric. Because if it is a nice looking site, like you mentioned um, your new law for, or agency arm that you're potentially launching, uh-huh. that looks nice. I imagine the authority, I haven't checked it, is not super high today, but it will be high because you do good marketing and I know you will accrue that over time. So if someone was all like, I have to have a domain authority of 60, they would have completely missed the boat there. So it's kind of a, a qualitative thing. And we do still report on those numbers and say we're on average going to get this, but we're not going to say, hey, let's set an arbitrary line in the sand of 35 and never go below that. Or that's how we think about it anyways. Yeah. And I think one of the frustrating parts of being an SEO expert is having to report on that because everyone's been coached to to they, they've read on a blog that they need to look at these metrics. So when you don't include them, they're like, where are they? And then you have to educate them on, well, what is actually a good uh, link? So that that's a whole different kind of story there. Uh, you mentioned one thing, topics. So uh, picking the right topic is, is incredibly important for any type of virality, any type of piece that's going to have a leakable component is are there any tools that you use maybe to gauge the social success or the virality of a topic yeah we uh it's a mix we'll use Basumo for social shares the strategy i just touched on kind of our go-to now is hrf's top pages and that's different than hrf's best by links because you might have some concept that goes viral but you can't you can't do anything with that information, but you can, if I see that you're ranking for uh, SEO law firm statistics as a term and you're, it has search volume and you have a ton of links to that on top pages, I reasonably can leverage that to for my own strategy should I believe I can out execute that, which I, I'm sure I can't because you're such an expert on law, but hypothetical. <laughs> um, top pages, Ahrefs is what we love using there definitely Google trends, um, all, all of those things, but we're looking at links, social, social proof, even Reddit upvotes we'll use at times as validation, but increasingly with this strategy, really loving HRS top pages section with links as a variable that we're looking at. Yeah. I think that's really important. So you could go find a good topic on Reddit or, or BuzzSumo, but then you plug it in to see if it actually has the ability to attract links. So I think it's kind of a two-pronged approach. I think that's really smart. So we've talked about kind of, you know, how to pick a viral topic. We've talked a little bit about the difference between your link building topic uh, approach versus others and the components of good links. So I'm, I'm going to ask you kind of the broad question here. If we were going to give the 80-20 DIY version to a personal injury attorney trying to do this for themselves, what would be your recommendation? Yeah, I think going to HRFs and thinking about your industry and vertical um, and looking at comparable sites or publishers that maybe have top funnel or middle funnel concepts that you think you can rank for and look at the links to those assets and see if you can comparably do a better job than them. I think that's one of the, the skyscraper technique. Many people have heard of it. It has its failabilities if you do it wrong, but 
the whole idea is you have to be able to out execute this from a content standpoint. So look at comparable industries um, or maybe publishers as well. Like if you are specialized in motorcycle injury, maybe there's something with a motorcycle actual magazine that would be relevant for you. Even though it's not traditional law, there's still something there that you could look in that list and out execute, hopefully with your own expertise of what you know about personal injury. And then you will need to apply a component in content marketing world today of probably hiring a good designer, um, hiring a good front end developer, et cetera, to put that together. That's all going to be a component that you, you might need. I think those are incredible suggestions. And then, you know, if they look at those top pages, I think most attorneys are just looking at the practice area pages. They're just looking at those big bottom of the funnel money pages. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, what you're referring to is, Hey, don't just look at those bottom of the funnel pages. Look at the top of the funnel, look at the middle of the funnel, the pages that have a lot of links. Is, is that correct? That is correct. And, and one thing we do as well is part of our strategy that you can apply is when pitching these assets that are top funnel, if it's tying to that, that practice page, you, sh you might be able to get a link to that as well a percentage of the time um, by, because it's relevant enough, it's not weird to ask that blogger or reporter to change the link to your new page. And we've had success in doing that. And worst case, you're building topic authority, you hopefully internally link as well. And of course, raising the whole domain will happen um, if, if that's done uh, accurately too. Yeah, that's, that's a great piece of advice as well. Uh, so let, let's shift over kind of to personal development. Are there any business or marketing books that come to mind that you recommend? Yeah, the, um, let's see, top of mind there. What have I been reading recently? I get, I, it's, I mean, honestly, top of mind for me in today, like with Black Lives Matter and things like that, I've been growing as a, a agency owner and a founder and entrepreneur um, by reading White Fragility. Highly recommend that. It basically talks about the different ways that uh, unconscious bias and racism actually factors into how we work. I personally want to build a more diverse company than I do today. And that's been, it was always top of mind, but obviously became increasingly top of mind um, as it sh as it should have been in the last couple of months. So that uh, that is recommended reading to me, especially for any white founders that um, I've been thinking about these things. I really love that book. I read it in like two days. Um, nice. What else is top of mind? The uh, hard things about uh, hard things, which is a common one, is a, a favorite thing that I just listen to on repeat on occasion. Um, Don't Hurt Me, I believe is another one or you can't hurt me is that uh david goggins goggins i'm enjoying yep. that it's not business necessarily but just in terms of like motivation and um you think your life is tough like does not compare with to, to what that guy has um overcome um that that's something that's definitely a good one have you read that one i i haven't but but i heard him at a speak at a local con or at a conference in Atlanta, the crisp summit. And he was awesome. He was very motivational. Uh, what about mentors or influences? Um, do, do you have any coaches, any, anybody you're working with to kind of keep, um, I don't, that is, that is top of mind. Uh, in terms of very formalized, informalized, mm -hmm. I've always really appreciated and looked up to Will Reynolds. Um, Will, I think runs Sarah. an agency like I would want to run it. And he's always been gracious with his time. Anytime I've had a question, um, he's obviously gone through a lot of the things 
Uh, he's like 20 year agency owner, I think. I don't know exactly how many years this year has been going now, but he's done it all. Um, so I, I think highly of him and any agency owner that, or business owner, I think can learn from, from, from him. Um, like a great tip as top of mind was even shared. I feel like he's like shared in our Slack all the time today. He was like, good managers should realize that your goal isn't to be liked. So you have to, um, sometimes you have to achieve your goal is to, you have to achieve a goal and not just have the goal be to be liked. And sometimes you have to sometimes say things that people aren't going to like as a manager. And especially someone who's grown from within and has peers that they're friends with, it can be a difficult thing to overcome that hurdle. It doesn't mean be mean, but I think it was a nice little um, statement that he shared on LinkedIn today that you just can't, you, you have to think past that. And I've been, I've been, uh, wrong about that in the past personally where I've been you kind of like really want to help someone with someone something and then that kind of delays your total business outcome because of that in the aim of being too nice so. yeah I think that ran radical candor is important but it's incredibly difficult I think probably every business owner is maybe held on to an employee or not coached them up maybe a little longer than you should have before having that really candid conversation. So that's a great piece of advice. Uh, Ross. So, Hey, one final question here. Is there anything that you want to talk about that we haven't discussed? Uh, I don't think so. You can tell that passive link side of things is definitely top of mind. Um, in general, I would, I would, ask people to start thinking that way is been aha for me in the last couple of weeks is why aren't we long-term focused with links? We're long-term focused with search, but somehow we're like looking really aggressively for link numbers that first couple months. And I think that's probably leading us the wrong path. So um, I think the more the industry can change their thinking there, the better off we'll be. I think it's also the kind of links Google wants to. So I think we're solving for everything by doing that. I, I couldn't agree more. I think so. I think otherwise you put all invest all this content on your, on your site and then a, an external backlink profile that's unnatural could just get you in a lot of trouble. And uh, sure. guys, we've been talking to Ross Hudgens, CEO and founder of Siege Media. Ross, where can people go to learn more? Yeah, just check out siegemedia.com, our blog, our YouTube channel. We're publishing pretty frequently. Um, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter. I'm sharing content there and uh, adding more depth to a lot of the stuff we talked about today. Awesome. Thanks so much, Ross. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the rankings podcast. We'll see you again next time and be sure to click subscribe to get future episodes.